one, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Y'all, y'all Heard. heard. For me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. And on and on and on. <laughs> uh, and this is a podcast that you have chosen to listen to for probably no more than in the next hour of your life. Yeah, we should hope. (laughs) (laughs) In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Do you think people, like, skip out at the end of our podcast like I do when other people are plugging stuff? Probably, because I know I do, too. Sometimes we, we put some pretty good stuff at the end. Yeah, well, the true the true heroes stay till the end. <laughs> so what? How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I I had to return to work today after being off for almost a couple of weeks, and uh, it was a little it was a little rough. But I returned to the office with no one there, so that made it easier. That's good. Tomorrow, uh, my boss will be there. Gross. Am I right? So, nah, he's all right. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's working out of college during the summer. There's not a lot of people there, and it gets kind of slow. Yeah, I'm sorry. But Shut I got up. to see my pal Marissa this past weekend. <laughs> I know. I haven't seen Pete in years, I realize. But since we talk to each other every week, it's time is... I, I don't know. I was going to say a construct, but I was like, that doesn't work. And then I was going to say ephemeral, and I was like, that doesn't work either. Time but, is ephemeral. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I got to see his mom, who I love, who I haven't seen in years either. And um, I don't know, Pete. I just almost talked to your mom in the same tone I talked to you. Mine is all the vulgarities. Why <laughs> are you comfortable doing that? I don't know. But she seems yeah. fine. Yeah, she's uh, she's pretty cool. Your mom is pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, Marissa and I got to see some rockabilly, uh, <laughs> some uh, duck butts. <laughs> and we went to Rockabilly Uprising in Smithville. Yes, it was it was uprising, all right. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was uh, actually a very timid collection of vendors. Oh wait, do you have anything else, or should I talk? Can I talk about mine? No, I don't think so. I just spent uh, a lot of the time yesterday unpacking all the crap that I brought home from mom. So. Oh, I have been unpacked from two. I have two trips backed up of packing, and I have another trip to take this weekend, and then I have a trip every weekend until I move. <laughs> I want to die. Rice is popular. And sometimes when you're popular, you want to die. <laughs> exactly. So, two things. One, Speaking of dying. <laughs> no. Two things. I already said this to Pete. But if you're punk rock, if you're alternative, actually, if you just consider yourself very liberal, it's not edgy to not like religion. I went into a punk store and I was so annoyed that they were loudly talking about, like, Jesus and how dumb religion is and they were like oh man we better stop talking people are squirming I'm like fuck you think everyone hasn't had that take already at some point in their life you're not interesting it's not interesting shut up okay anyway I don't know why it bothers me so much 
like I used to be really Christian and then I mean, I've never been anti-Christian but then I've been like you know let me take a step back but and now I'm like somewhere in the middle but I'm just like you're not cool or shocking because I almost feel like the average person nowadays does not like religion yeah so if anything you're like just a fucking square like everyone else anyway that's not how my week was um but uh that was also in smithville new jersey we went to a store and marissa was like oh my gosh how come how did you not tell me that this store existed and uh i was like yeah last time i was here they just had vinyl record bowls (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah they had cool stuff but the people running it, there were, I don't know if you picked up on this either, Marissa. I don't know why I didn't say anything at the time. But um, there were a lot of people walking around drinking beer. Oh, I didn't notice that. In the store, there were people who were working there who were drinking beer. And then I mean, out in between shops and stuff. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to do that. But it's not like a lot of cops really patrol that area because it's not a very dangerous area. I mean, I don't think anyone who's working there. And I'm sorry. I don't think anyone was shopping there. I think that store is a front to hang out in, not a front for drugs, but a front just to hang out and yell about religion. Like, no one was buying that shit. I don't know. Does anyone still pay 70 fucking dollars for a fucking lip service pair of pants? Like, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, I do like the punk style of clothing, but, like, when I was little... And I didn't, like, have anything edgy. I would save up and love going to the punk store. And now I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you a punk store but everything costs $90? Yes, this is a played-out complaint, but, like, it just comes full circle. Like, I was all like, ooh, this is cool. And then I was like, this is dumb. And then I was like, this is cool. And now I'm back to, like, this is dumb. Also, I wish I could sew. I wish I could just sew my own cool punk clothes. Oh, like from fabric? Yeah. Because you've done, you've done good mods. Yes, I have. Before tapered pants, tapered, before skinny jeans were everywhere, I used to skinnyify my flare jeans. Mm-hmm. But they look pretty Frankenstein-y. Anyway, that's still not how my week is. Peter already covered most of it, but I just want to say, and hopefully none of them listen to this podcast, <laughs> I'm moving soon. And apparently my coworkers are planning a going away party and <laughs> All of them except the bosses. Well yeah, not because no, they no, don't no. know. <laughs> just the just the ones I'm tight with. And the one girl goes like, You're not supposed to know this, but I feel like you need to know because I feel like a lot of decisions are being made that you might want to step in. She's like, Someone said the words party bus. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, 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 shut that down, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, aren't, like, only five people invited maximum, including me? Why would we do party bus? There's, like, four to five people going. So. Yeah, that's, like, I know we've talked about on the show before, but, like, that's, like, the funeral isn't for the dead person. It's for the people who are still alive. So these people are basically throwing you a funeral. They're throwing a party for themselves. I mean, as long as I don't have to pay, I guess. They're also trying to get out of state. And I was just like, why? You know someone has to drive me home then, right? In what state? <laughs> like, Jersey, Delaware. I'm like, I'm not taking an Uber out of state 
for my own party. So someone's not going to have a lot of fun when they have to drive me all the way back to Center City. (laughs) So I love my coworkers. That's so sweet of them. I just thought it was funny how out of control the party was getting. Yeah. Anyway. Also, Uh, that is a good friend because the levels of overwhelmed that you would be if you discovered the day of that you have to partake in a party bus that's going to take you to New Jersey (laughs) (laughs) is too much. (laughs) It's way too many things all at once. Also, my brother's coming in that night. And I was also like, I need to be home by nine. Yeah, he's not going to like this. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a whole to do. Anyway. Yeah, guys, I'm at my wit's end because... I don't like having activities planned. And I have an activity planned every weekend for like five weeks in a row. And I want to die. I said this already, but I just needed to reiterate. Icebreaker. Do you have an icebreaker? Um, uh, I don't, but let's see. Uh, if not, I'm going to ask you what your favorite action movie is. Um, I think I would pick Hot Fuzz. Oh, that's a fun one. In this moment right now. Because, yeah, like, it's it's fun, but it is action-y, and it kind of pokes fun at action movies, too. Yeah. There is a little bit of mystery to it and a little bit of weirdness, so I like that. So, yeah, I feel like in this moment, that is what I would pick. Without looking up a list of action movies to refresh my memory on action movies. (laughs) But I will say that if the horror channel and the thriller channel don't have anything on on Pluto... I do find myself going towards the action channel once in a while, just for some excitement, you know? Mm. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I haven't watched an action movie in a while, actually, but um, I'd be really torn. I would be like, this is like supernatural, but Underworld is an action movie. And I just remembered Crank is an action movie. Yeah, I was going to say Crank is like amazing, but... I guess if I go... Don't to say two- Twilight. No, that's not an action movie. <laughs> See, I, I thought you would make it one. <laughs> I mean, I can. I could. Actually, I could very much make that case. I would say for all... For three out of the five. But I would say my most comforting, like, go-to... Like, I will always love these action movies are... Uh, Rush Hour and Four Brothers. <laughs> Yeah. I'll be there with you on, on Four Brothers. Thank you. Uh, I haven't seen Rush Hour. Um, what? Really? Yeah. Chris Tucker and Jack Chan are a comedic powerhouse. I haven't seen it recently. <laughs> so does every place where Chris Tucker makes fun of Jackie Chan and just general Chinese-ness, does that age well? Maybe Probably not. not. But I did see clips of Rush Hour and Rush Hour 2 recently, and I was like, Chris Tucker's going to be funny. (laughs) So, but yeah, I I will say it's slightly problematic. Speaking of, I actually did not imagine I was going to say Rush Hour when I made that, uh, when I made that icebreaker, because that would be too too much of an on-the-nose segue. By chance, I discovered something today that I was like, what the fuck? And I hope our listeners don't know about this. Uh, if anyone is a fan of Jack... Stop the presses, Marissa! Do we have a call? No. Then what? 
We have four point eight out of five stars on iTunes. Yes, wait, that means we got more more, more? I believe we got two more ratings. Yes. One of which is our friend Alex. <laughs> Yay, thank you, Alex. Alex, if you didn't have an iTunes account and you went and set one up just to put in a review for us, we are very appreciative. <laughs> I mean if you did have one and you did it too, that's great. <laughs> I will deliver on my offer. We send something to Alex. Do we know who else reviewed us? No. Okay. Well, it doesn't I'll... show uh, who reviewed unless you write a review. So we have like, what? I can't count. Seven <laughs> out of 23 what? actual hey. written reviews. Oh, Alex says that the show is friendly and interesting. The show topics are random and often things I've never heard of. Pete and Marissa are real friends, so it's a delight to listen in on them. Aw, thank you, Alex. You're the best. Yeah. What if we I, weren't real friends? What? What if we weren't real friends? We just like we faked it. We were like, we, let's do a podcast together, you fucking loser. <laughs> let's do a podcast and let's pretend we're friends and let's pretend we have the same last name. <laughs> levels. Uh, you were gonna have to help me decide what I have to send to Alex. So thank you. So back to our regularly scheduled program. I am. A huge Jackie Chan fan. Have been since I was a child. That's a good um, vocal warm up. Jackie Chan fan. Jackie Chan fan. Not that Jackie Chan fan. So I read a biography of his when I was young, and then I think he came out with an autobiography more recently, which I didn't get a chance to read. So I feel like there were some like holes in what I knew about his history. His history is fascinating. But I didn't think there were any gigantic holes. I think I just, like, maybe didn't know how bad he wronged his wife. How bad he wanted his wife? He wronged his wife. He has a a mistress. I thought you said longed his wife, and I was like, I don't think you used that correctly. (laughs) (laughs) But today I found out that, like, his family has, like, a lot of dark, like, secrets in their past, and... I mean, I do know that they debatably, quote-unquote, abandoned him at a boarding school for 10 years uh, until he was 18, and he resented them. But apparently his parents, like, dabbled in illegal activities, and both his mother and his father abandoned other children they had in China just pretty suddenly. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, where is this from? And I was like, why haven't I heard this before? And the reason I hadn't heard this before is because this didn't even come to light until the early 2000s because Jackie Chan's father kept their secretive, kept their past a secret up until his life was almost over. And he basically said he didn't want to die without telling his son his, like, general, like, life story. And um, in the early 2000s, Jackie Chan invited a documentarian with him to go visit his dad, and that is when his dad unloaded all this shit that Jackie Chan hadn't even heard before. And that turned into the documentary Traces of a Dragon, Jackie Chan and His Lost Family. And I just feel like we all know Jackie as a happy-go-lucky, very skilled martial artist, and I just thought his family's history that was a mystery to him until the end was quite interesting ah yes history and mystery they do sound the same <laughs> so let's <laughs> talk a little bit about 
the news Jackie Chan did not get until right before his father's death. I'm sorry, can we get a quick age of Jackie Chan? Ooh, current age. Let me see. Jackie Chan is currently 68 years old. So this would probably be when he was nearing 50? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. And uh, I'm just taking for granted that everyone knows who Jackie Chan is. I mean, I would not understand how you don't know who Jackie Chan is. Wait. Wait, what? What about the Gen Zers? Okay, I guess someone could not know who Jackie Chan is. I guess his last movie was not very popular. I mean... You know what? If you don't know who Jackie Chan is, give us a call. (laughs) 570-PODWOD1. We'll call you back directly and let you know who (laughs) Jackie Chan is. (laughs) But just a quick primer. Jackie Chan is one of the most skilled martial artists out there. He is known for doing almost all of his own stunts, as long as he has the skill. He said, like, he doesn't do stunts horseback riding or, or, you know, like, fucking flying a plane. But if he's capable of doing it, he will do it. Uh, He has injured himself so many times doing his own stunts. He's so committed. And Before Tom Cruise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And he is known for, like, intertwining comedy in his in his martial arts movies, and some of his notable movies are Super Cop, Rush Hour Franchise, The Tuxedo, Mr. Nice Guy, and there's a lot more. Anyway, Definitely oh. a staple in the 90s growing yeah. up. Um, it was like, oh, there's a new Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, oh, those were the days. Okay, so, like I said, in the early 2000s, Jackie Chan's father was nearing death. He died at, like, 93, I think, and he decided it was time to tell Jackie the truth about him. Um, the father that Jackie... Oh, you're coming to visit? Oh, you're bringing a bunch of cameras? Okay, I have something to talk to you about when you get here. Yeah, I don't... It seemed like the father wasn't too pumped about how everything unfolded. Um, the father Jackie knew as Chi Long Chan, or westernized version is Charlie Chan... Uh, admitted that he actually was born Daylong Fung and just changed his name at some point and never told Jackie Chan that. Yeah, the old days are awesome. And he had two middle-aged, at that time, uh, by the early 2000s, two middle-aged sons that he completely abandoned from a wife that he had before Jackie Chan's mother. Also, So Jackie Jackie Chan has some new bros. He has two half-brothers that he's never met. And Jackie Chan's mother, Lily Chan, has two daughters from an earlier husband in China that she also just straight up abandoned. So how and why did the parents of international superstar Jackie Chan hide this from him? And what's with all the secret half-siblings? Well, let's look back at the past with his family. So Lily Chan, uh, Jackie Chan's mom, was born in 1916 in China. So, you know, a whole other world back then. Uh, She married at a very young age, and her first husband died during a Japanese bombing raid, leaving her a widow at age 28 with two small daughters, Gilan and Yulan. Uh, Also, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing these right, but know that I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, I was just thinking, I wonder how those are spelled and why Marissa said... Bilan and Ulan. No, Guilan and Yulan. Okay. 
But of course, this is all like Romanized writing. I'm sure like it's not meant to be written in English words anyway. But yeah. Um, after Lily's first husband died, she moved to Shanghai, where she was left without any money. I guess her husband was, I think he had multiple jobs, and one of them was a shoemaker. I don't think they had much money. So alone and in Shanghai with two daughters, she was very poor. Um, darkly, uh, the first thing she tried to do for money was try to sell her two daughters. Mm-hmm. However, that did not go well. I guess there were no takers. So Lily started making money through gambling and smuggling opium on the nearby docks. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. It was said that Lily made a name for herself in Shanghai's criminal underworld for her legendary, quote-unquote, legendary gambling ability, and she was nicknamed Third Sister, which I hear kind of was implying that she was like a big sister to those other people in the underworld. Um, Lily's life drastically changed when she met her future husband, uh, Charles Chan, a Chinese national agent and spy who was also said to be the head of a gang organization called the Shandong Gang. Uh, Charles was also was a widower who chose to abandon his sons Shidei and Shisheng after his first wife died. He was just like, nope, and then he left. I'm sorry, I don't know that he was just like, nope. That was a sick. <laughs> So actually, Charles caught Lily smuggling opium and was going to arrest her. However, according to stories, he felt compassion for her and let her go shortly after. Uh, the story goes that, you know, he could tell she was like down on her luck and that she told him how bad her life was going up to that point. And so he sort of felt bad for her. And from there, they sort of like it led to them falling in love. The two of them actually married soon after. He called her smuggling opium. And they (laughs) fled mainland China for Hong Kong uh, right after the communists came to power in 1949. And that was the point where Lili was like, I'm going to leave my daughters behind and go to Hong Kong without them. Now, to Westerners... I'm sorry. Did you say what year that was? 1949. Okay. So she's been alive for a little while. Yeah. She's probably grew up a bit. So I will say, like, to Westerners, I feel like this seems, like, real, real fucked up. Uh, It actually doesn't to me. Well, I'm not... Because I'm pretty sure my grandmother did this. Okay. So you know what? And I'm I'm not saying it is. I'm saying, like, uh, you need to really... Like, people need to, like, take a step back and, like, I guess see what was happening in the country. Yeah. And, like, to sort of contextualize this. Uh, because according to documentarian Mabel Chung, who put together this um, this this documentary, uh, she said it was so commonplace in China at the time. Uh, in fact, nearly every in nearly every family there were abandoned children. It was simply a matter of survival. So it just seemed like everyone was like crazy poor around there mm-hmm. at the time, and they were just trying to do the best they could i mean some people left their children behind or some people left their children behind for a time you know went and got money then like would reunite with their children like there were all ways this happened um anyway so when they moved to hong kong uh charles started working at the french embassy as a handyman and a cook and in 1954 jackie chan was born um in hong kong his parents established completely different lives. Granted, they weren't like rich or 
bougie or like living the high life or anything. Mm-hmm. They, they were they were like scraping by. I think uh, the father, like I said, he was a cook and the mother was a maid in the embassy. Um, but you know they were living a, a quote unquote respectable um, kind of middle class life. Yeah, and so Jackie Chan grew up entirely unaware of their past. Um, and it was in 1961 that Charles Chan had to relocate to Australia for a job. And then he took Lily with him. And that is when they decided to leave Jackie behind at the Peking Drama Academy for a 10-year apprenticeship without them. Uh, there, what I was, arrived... He's, what was he studying? I will, yeah. Okay. Jan- <laughs> To follow a stringent schedule where he learned acrobatic stagecraft and other performing skills. If I recall from reading his book I Am Jackie Chan, I think he also like learned like clowning and also, also every single type of like drama stagecraft performance art that you could know. He knew. And if you watch Jackie Chan movies, it's not just like martial arts. It's like martial arts and acrobatics and comedy. Like he like bring so much into it you can tell it's from 10 fucking years stranded away from your family (laughs) in a performing school i think Um, that's one of the one of the things that made jackie chan so popular uh is that you know a lot of times when you're watching a a martial arts movie people might be like i don't speak that language i'm not going to understand what they're saying i don't like it when it's dubbed because it looks goofy or whatever but like i feel like I might have him confused with something else, but I feel like he could do a, a movie without words and, uh, you know, do pretty good with that. That was I, another guy. That was another guy that I'm thinking of who actually had that one role where he didn't have any words or didn't have any, uh, thing to say. But, um, exactly where he had a leash on him. Yeah. 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 But yeah. that, you know, level of performance and comedy and all that stuff was very evident in the work that he did. Oh, was, yeah. It was fantastic. So physical, so so wonderful. I mean, he did have a movie a couple of years ago that didn't really hit it off. I mean, he is getting up there in age. Yeah. Uh, also, I will just say, um, I just realized if you've seen the new movie Everything Everywhere All at Once with Michelle Yeoh, she starred with Jackie Chan in a very good movie called Super Cop, but it was dubbed badly. Mm-hmm. So that sucked. But I think as we were saying, it's kind of... You know, that was kind of the beginning of the Jackie Chan we know today. Even though he was stretched for 10 years, it turned him into a great performer. So, um, you might be like, okay, so Jackie Chan hit it off real great. So what happened to those children that were abandoned? Well, in 1985, through the help of a friend at the Chinese embassy in Australia, Charles Chan decided he wanted to reconnect with his two sons in China, and that friend helped that happen. He met his two sons, who were, you know, quite choked up to be reunited with their father. Shide and Shishang were living quite in in quite a large amount of poverty. Uh, Shide was a postman, and Shishang says worked in a pigsty. I don't. What does that mean? You like feed? I don't fully know what that means. I yeah, I would imagine you feed and clean and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Pits, feed pigs, something like that. And they were anonymous in mainland China. Like, no one knew they were related to Jackie Chan. Now, the I find sad uh, is that 
Charles Chan told Jackie he did not want him to meet his two half-brothers because they think it would cause huge upheaval in all of their lives. And Jackie Chan valued his father's advice and what his father's wishes. And as far as I know, to this day, Jackie Chan has still not met his two brothers. Rude. Uh, yeah. He has, however, met his two sisters. It seemed that the abandoned sisters, like, didn't have lifelong resentment of their mother, which you might imagine. And I'm not, I couldn't find the exact year they were reunited with their mother, but I do know as she became older and was close to death, they kind of came in and helped care for her in her last years of her life. Uh, I guess where she couldn't, she was immobile and stuff like that. Like they, they cared for her. And because of that, because Jackie Chan really loved his mother and they still took care of their, their mother, Jackie Chan has met his half sisters, but I could not, I mean, Maybe if I did a deep dive, but it, in a in a quick look, I, I couldn't find what the Sam sisters look like. In what I find an interesting continuation of this legacy of leaving children, uh, <laughs> Chan has one son with his current wife. I don't remember her hand, uh, her name offhand, but apparently, while married to his wife, I think he had an not a thing. He had an affair. With, I think she was like a Miss China of one year. She was a beauty pageant uh, winner. And they had a child. And then Jackie Chan, as soon as the affair was found out, he like asked his wife for forgiveness. She forgave him. And he basically washed his hands of the mistress and the child. And he has never financially supported the child. And it's also... So actually, uh, so Jackie Chan's son... J.C. Chan, or Jason Chan, I've, I've heard it two different ways. Jackie Chan basically said, I'm not going to, you know, support you having a lavish lifestyle. You need to learn how to, like, make money on your own. Mm-hmm. His, his son did, did do some performance, uh, but his son also was jailed for marijuana possession uh, a bunch of years back, which caused a rift for a while. But uh, unless it's been updated since the stories I read, Jackie Chan's son is not in his will, and all of his money goes to his wife or charity. Uh, so I find it fascinating. Again, I'm not saying anything's bad, anything's good. It, there are cultural differences that I, I don't think I fully understand. However, I find it interesting because just to learn the history and just the things going on in the background of like this happy-go-lucky martial arts star that we all know and like he's a household name. And this is things I did not realize, and I thought I knew most of what there was to know about Jackie Chan. You probably knew all the stuff that you should have known. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I wanted to know what I read. Especially if he doesn't give money to that child from his mistress. And, and like, the the child from his mistress, uh, she's a lesbian. And, like, I think Jackie Chan and the mother washed their hands of her. Yeah, it bummed me out. So, yeah. And Jackie Chan's only defense is, hey, I did it before I knew she was a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, again, I just, I just, I'm sorry, I really want to make it clear that I'm not like, look at this crazy, like, I don't. No, yeah, don't so. Like, yeah, my, I just don't want to be like culturally insensitive as there are some things that happen that maybe I don't have the context for, but I will say, I think what Jackie Chan is doing is kind of shitty. But what his parents, I don't fully know what the hell their situation was. Yeah. I think you know, like, hey, <laughs> I'm sure hey. there's, I'm sure there's like an eloquent, uh, cliche way to say it, but 
you know, like it's easy to make a kid. It's kind of hard to take care of a kid. <laughs> Yeah. And so, um, don't yeah, like, tell me that's why I don't got one. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to hop a plane or a boat to Australia, you know, that's one more life you got to take with you and one more mouth to feed and everything like that. So in some ways, yeah, you know, I could see somebody justifying it being like, you know, I was doing better by the kid by putting them someplace else or leaving them with somebody else. But yeah, you hear stories like that about like um immigrant families who you know like somebody will cross the border and then try to save up money to to pay for the other people you know all that sort of stuff so it definitely makes sense i was surprised that in my dad's family i'm pretty sure there were like eight or nine brothers and sisters that's a lot of kids yeah (laughs) and then they discovered that there were more but that they yeah i i don't want to say that they were necessarily sold but Mm. they were no longer with the family (laughs) wow and uh and it wasn't like they got rid of their first two kids and then they were financially stable enough that they could continue and it wasn't that they had nine mouths to feed and they couldn't feed anymore it was like somewhere in the middle (laughs) that's interesting (laughs) yeah um So, you know, different. I'm I'm with you. You know, in terms of of judging people, it's like you know, got to walk a mile in their shoes, right? And my feet oh, hurt with my own shoes. <laughs> Just to give the whole picture, I did forget to say that um, after the ten year engine uh, apprenticeship was over, uh, Jackie Chan's parents did put all of their savings apparently into renting him him an apartment. So he can be settled and start his career. So he did say that he resented his family for abandoning him. But once he saw that they were willing to give away all their money for his success, he realized that that 10 year stint in that boarding school was what they thought was best for him. Really big gamble, though. I mean, yeah, (laughs) I know. (laughs) How many other people were in Jackie Chan's class that didn't end up at Jackie Chan level? (laughs) I do have to say, like, well, well, I wouldn't want to trade places with Jackie Chan. I I do have to say, like, there is a, a work ethic and a respect for parents and, like, a feeling of duty to, like, your family and society that, like, is fascinating to me because I'm a lazy ass who doesn't want to do anything I don't want to do. And, like, I'm not a lazy ass. I'm fairly successful. I just, I'm just so picky and I'm so whiny and it's <laughs> When I see that, I'm just like, wow, those people really get things done, don't they? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. I I, I, just, I mean, unless I'm a real Jackie Chan enthusiast, I just kind of am assuming you didn't know this information. Uh, but, yeah, I don't it's know. It's coming very late in the show, but just in case you're still listening and wondering who Jackie Chan is, <laughs> I thought he's like... The Henry Winkler of martial arts. Meaning what? That he's like nice and amiable and people like him and he's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally amiable. And that's why like, it, it kind of hurt me to hear all these things because I was like, Jackie Chan's like the nicest man on earth. Guys, oh, no, I'll save this for plugs. Never mind. Uh, yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I never really got to the Jackie Chan movies. Um, 
Oh man, I actually I started taking martial arts because of Jackie Chan movies, and then I was like, this is really hard and tiresome, and I stopped. Yeah. Um, I did because of the Ninja Turtles and same thing. I like it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, any final comments or else do you have any plugs? <laughs> What's funny? Why are you laughing? Just Shanghai Noon. <laughs> I kind of like Shanghai Noon. I just Googled it really quick to make sure that it was what I thought it was, that it existed. And it says that, uh, Plans for the film Shanghai Dawn were posted on Jackie Chan's website, but no film has been produced yet. Damn it, I would totally watch that. At this point, with both those guys, Owen Wilson, by the way, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will just say very quickly, uh, as my boyfriend continuously likes to point out to me, is that Asians are always like, I don't know if this is the right word, desexualized, or never can be seen like in a in a in a romantic or sexual, like, I'll just say desexualized in all movies. And I don't know about the Hong Kong or China made, uh, Chinese made Jackie Chan movies, but in every single American Jackie Chan movie, Jackie Chan, like, never has, like, a long kiss with a girl. Jackie Chan usually doesn't have a love interest, and when he does, which it was implied that he was about to date the Hispanic woman at the end of Rush Hour, all she does is give him a kiss on the cheek, I think? And it was very interesting. Like, it just, when he pointed that out to me, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, Jackie Chan was, like, a main man. Like, he should have at least had, like, a legit love interest. And, yeah, I've never seen him get more than a kiss on the cheek by someone. And then, or them talk about him having a girlfriend off screen, but never, like, on screen, like, having a hot babe or something. So, anyway. Uh, Do I have anything to... Plugs. Or this is probably going to have a more pointed plug. But uh, I would say, yeah, let's do a uh, Jackie Chan dive, listeners. He was in The Tuxedo, which Marissa mentioned, starring yeah. co-starring Jackie Chan and Jennifer Love Hewitt. He was yeah. alongside some really major 90s staples. And I you know. think, at, it's hard for you to hear now, but at the time, Jackie Chan and Jennifer Love Hewitt, I mean, this can't fail. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought it was a funny movie. But I would say, uh, if I was going to try to be on brand for plugs, I would say uh, read the Jenica series uh, in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. She's the first female Ninja Turtle. Oh, fun. I've been watching the prices on it so that I could get a used copy to send to you. <laughs> Because she's like a, a punk scene girl oh, or man, something, and, and then she gets turned into a turtle. So, yeah, it yeah. sounded right up your alley. <laughs> okay, so cool. I am going to plug something of Jackie Chan, but I'm not going to plug a movie. Um, I mean, you have to kind of like Jackie Chan for this, but if you, like me, just, you know, think he's funny, think he's fun, um, there is a Korean game show, competition show, not a game show, Korean competition show called Running Man and there is an episode where Jackie Chan is the guest star and if you've seen any Asian competition shows they're like the best way to describe them is like really zany so like this is just like Jackie Chan who's like a really skilled man doing these like really dumb things for a competition 
And uh, it's just really funny, and it's really fun. I don't even fucking, I think, like, you know, I don't remember what it is. I just remember laughing so fucking hard at it. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. If it's just, like, fun, if you like Asian game shows, or if you just like Jackie Chan. I don't know the exact... just like laughing. Yeah, just Google uh, Running Man Jackie Chan, and you should be able to, to find it. It's, it's, a, it's a great... Worst just case... Wait. You find a video of Jackie Chan doing the Running Man, which will be just as good. <laughs> Wait, I should probably Google it. To make sure. uh, it is Running Man. Oh no, that's Ryan Reynolds. Oh, sorry. It is episode one thirty-five of Running Man. Jackie Chan in Running Man. Apparently, there is one in Ryan with Ryan Reynolds, which I'm going to watch the moment we are done talking. <laughs> and that moment is coming up soon. If you have any opinions to weigh in with or uh, things that you think we didn't know about Jackie Chan, you can certainly call us at 570-PODWAT1. That is 570-763-9231. You can also text there if you'd prefer. You can email us at shout at yallheard.me. And as always, you can slide into my DMs at wristvandal. Our Patreon is still on fire. We just put up Marissa reviewing Dancing With Myself, which was enjoyable, and tomorrow, or rather, Wednesday of this week, which is now in the past, <laughs> I will uh, have up a new trailer. So, uh, I assume people saying my review is enjoyable, because if you listen to my review, you will know that. <laughs> the show is not. Yeah, I couldn't make it through the whole episode. I stopped it, I think, one-third of the way through, because I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm not going to watch 45 minutes of this shit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I do not promise I will continuously watch the whole episode if it sucks so bad. And I have to say, I'm I'm honored that I gave her the first one she couldn't get through. (laughs) Oh, God. Shakira is better than this. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, Stay safe. Have a good night and goodbye. Farewell. Bye. Bye.